Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Chaya. Today, we're going to discuss willing and able. In whose image? The reckoning of public squares. What should replace all these statues? We'll touch on some weekly updates. Sia responds to the backlash for not hiring an autistic actor, the Queen's Gambit, Nancy Grace, Jade Adams, and Vogue gets the first cover boy. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you've all had a great week. I don't know if you guys saw, we finally have our cover boy. Put your face in that. <laughs> That's what I'm always thinking of. Harry Styles was the first solo man on the cover of Vogue. Now, there have been other men on the cover, about 10 or so, and but they always had a woman with them. I think the first one was Richard Gere with Cindy Crawford, who, you know, was a mega supermodel in the 90s and was his wife at the time. My, have things changed. But this is a big deal because Vogue's been around since 1892. Believe it or then, back then, the magazine only cost 10 cents at the time, which works out to about three bucks today. So it's about double that now anyway. So it's come a long way. And we always see half-naked girls anyway on the cover of men's magazines all the time, you know, like Maxim and all of that. And And you guys know me. I've always been talking about that equal opportunity nudity. So I guess finally they decided, we'll give a boy his cover the whole way through. And he made a point to wear a dress. And some people freaked out, but who cares, you know? Um, First of all, men have been wearing dresses since the beginning of time. I don't need to go back to the whole togas. And even in like, uh, I don't know, the 1700s when they were wearing the wigs, like the bigger the better, and all these like lacy things and stockings. And of course, there's the kilts. So I, I know he's trying to, you know, do some gender bending and all that but it's not even a big deal it's fashion it's couture who cares so the big deal is finally after you know such a long time 1892 i mean i don't know if that's the oldest magazine even uh it's just i I wouldn't know but it's a big deal to finally have a cover boy and we could finally start exploiting these boys it's like you know every time they always used to try to say well you know you get your people's sexiest men and i'm like half the time they weren't even sexy they're just trying to gaslight us with who we should think is sexy and women don't care about that yes we do put a hottie with a body right on that please thank you very much so it was a big deal and i'm sure this portends a future full of men on the cover and maybe we'll see you know some changes over on the typical quote-unquote men's magazine i mean i personally prefer men's health to women's health i just find it to be a better magazine and of course those pictures don't hurt but i am reading it for the articles that's what i tell everybody but it's nice to see that maybe we'll see a little more I guess, equal exploitation, (laughs) like a la Maxim. Right now, they're tasteful. I mean, yeah, he wore dresses or whatever, but they don't have him bending over suggestively licking an ice cream or anything like that. So we'll see where this goes. And I'm delighted. And I just keep thinking of the song Cover Girl. And I'm like, cover boy, put that face in your, you know, head to toe. You know, here we go. I'm going to keep going. So I'll stop right now. So I finally got around to the Queen's Gambit. And oh, Lord, how great is that? It is addictive. I know everyone's already seen it. I am late to the party. I really, really love the whole production and the clothes and everything. I mean, I didn't know who this actress was, but I could tell right away that she wore a great wig. It was definitely a wig. I mean, it fooled Bruno for a little bit, but then he even was like, okay, that's a wig for sure. And I was like, okay, I guess it didn't really matter what this person looked like because this is a fictional thing. I mean, I looked into it and this was written by a guy named Walter Tevitt and he actually died in 1984. So I'm sure his estate, if he has one, is you know, wow, just suddenly come into a whole lot of fame and money. So good for them. But he was like an amateur 
a chess player. So kind of like the main character in that sense. And he based it pretty much on Bobby Fischer's achievements. Bobby used to refer to female chess players as not so smart. So Walter, he just really wanted to show inequality. And you guys know, it makes no sense. This is not a physical sport. I mean, it shouldn't matter. And there shouldn't be no reason why a woman couldn't be good at chess or couldn't be smart. And to be fair, there have been lots of female intelligentsia at that time, even despite all the hurdles. I mean, we all know about Marie Curie, but, you know, RBG was already where you know, pretty well advanced during this time of Bobby Fischer. She, there had already been some landmark, you know, civil rights actions, and lots of women have been in academia or the sciences, and it made no sense why something that's not physical. I'm not saying that women can't do physical things, but specifically speaking, this is something involving sitting in a chair. I mean, you have old people who do it in the park all the time. I mean, it is literally just a game of strategy, and I guess math, I, I'm terrible at it, I should just say. I'm more of a checkers girl myself, but it did get me interested in at least having some kind of fancy chessboard in my house one day. I know that's quite posh, but, you know, I'm going to definitely try to pick it up. When I was younger, it was taught to me really quickly, and I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I just, I lost interest. You know, I guess you got to really get into it. But I don't want to give too much away. If you haven't seen it yet, I think I'm like the last person who hasn't seen it. It's definitely worth watching, and it will get you thinking about maybe chess. Uh, certainly got me thinking about the outfits. I'm like, okay, you know, now that I always say everything's in style, I don't think I'm going to put on a poodle skirt or anything like that, but everything was really crisp, clean, piping, edges, flat makeup-type looks. You know, you always get that beautiful winged eye, which I can't for the life of me. I mean, I am 40 now, and I still can't master a good winged eye. I just look ridiculous. So... It's nice. It's nice to have some inspiration and something different. I think what surprised me the most is everyone's talking about it, and I didn't realize it would be that interesting. It's not what you would expect to be like top show, especially when you consider what has been killing it in the in these past few months, right? We had Tiger King, and if you put it up there with Queen's Gambit, they're completely different shows, but it just goes to show that you can't really put people in categories. You can like a comedy, you can like some trash TV, but it doesn't mean that you're adverse to having anything highbrow or, or anything that's completely out of the realm of something that would typically think, okay, well, they only like pop culture. That's not true. We are varied in our tastes and our likes, and this show is definitely worth it. It is more serious, but it's beautifully done. It reminded me of that movie that Tom Ford did. I forget what it's called, A Single Man or something like that. I barely remember the storyline. It was just an orgasm for the eye and what they did with all the sets and the clothing. It was just beautiful. Also like that movie, I think it did get an Oscar, The Grand Palazzo, just a beautiful movie. Again, not entirely sure what's going on in the movie. I think it takes place in Italy, but just so beautiful. So sometimes when they knock it out of the park with just the settings, the clothes, the aura they present, it's still worth watching, not necessarily for the drama or what happens. It's just, it's like almost going and getting a nice bouquet of flowers. They're just so beautiful. They don't really serve a purpose, if you will, except to, you know, obviously bring some positivity and light or whatever and smell good, you know? So that's how I would look at it. There's so many different ways to look at this show, but it was beautifully done. There's no doubt about that. And in the news, I don't know if you guys saw this. I mean, Sia, you know, we all know who are her, the singer. I don't know the word, so I'm not going to get started. But uh, she's come out with a movie called Music. And it's based, um, the main character is autistic. And she's taking a lot of heat because it's played by a person who doesn't have that 
disability. And just so you know, autism is considered an intellectual disability because some people were like, well, that's not disabled. It's, it's a mental issue. And they're like, no, that, that is an intellectual official disability. And we talked about that with that other show um, that followed all the autistic people trying to date early this year on Netflix. So people do know a lot more about autism in general. And it does seem to be out there. I mean, she responded by saying it would be cruel to have like someone who's really not you know, low on the spectrum, not a high functioning person to do this rule, to do this role. But she then said, well, I, you know, it was so important to me, I have these disabilities, and I wanted to ensure that I serve the community well. But she did hire other, apparently, this is what I heard, she has other actors in the movie, just not in the main role. And there's this huge backlash, even to what she said, saying it would be cruel, like, how does she know? Listen, it's very grueling from what I understand, just schedule wise, making these types of movies. You know, you always hear them talking about 12 hours on set and not always the best conditions. Obviously, the stars are treated really well, but even so, it's three months intense work. And if this person had a severe disability, maybe that would have been cruel. I mean, who are we to say? I don't know who she talked to and who this person was, but people are saying that it's not right because she should have an autistic person. And a lot of people are of this school of thought and think, you know, a lot of actors win Oscars based on playing people with disabilities. Like, don't forget my left foot. And there's many examples of this. That was Daniel Day-Lewis. But so many of them, it's almost like you're guaranteed to get an Oscar if you're playing someone with a severe disability. The more severe, the better chances of the Oscar or like in a Holocaust movie. So those are like your two roads to the Oscar that you're like guaranteed. You can still get it for other things. But I disagree that only if you are that person, you should play that role because then what is an actor? You know, I mean, what's the point? We know it's fictional, right? Think about just the Queen's Gambit. What if she had been black, like the actor was cast? And we know in those times, I don't even think there's a way they'd even let this person in the building in the years. I mean, it's in the 50s and 60s. And there there are some really racist parts, you know, like not in the not in the film, but you don't see black people except her best friend who does great. But you don't see black people at the chess tournaments, you don't see them being participating. And they weren't, they were excluded from so many things in society at that time. So would it have been distracting? I don't know. I think she, she could have played it. It's the choice of whoever's making the movie. Maybe they want to have a different message. But I don't think it should just be limited to like, okay, well, if you're gay, you can only play gay people. And if you're straight, you can play only straight people. I mean, we saw Hamilton is such a big success on Broadway. I think they're making a movie. And those are black actors that are cast in what would normally have been seen as like white role and people are loving it. So I think we're getting a little crazy because it is actors. It's not that they're representing the movement or the culture. I understand that we have to pay attention to what the movie is, but that's the whole point for them to pretend to be someone they're not. I'm totally fine with a gay person playing a straight person and vice versa. I mean, let's not forget, we talked about this even with Ellen. She had a whole show where she played, you know, a single lady. My issue with it was that she looked like what was stereotypically the uniform for gay people in the 90s. So I was like, she's clearly a lesbian. She's, you know, identifying with those markers. Back then, you you only really, I talked about this before, you dressed in certain styles to signal, you know, who you were. Now it's a bit more mixed, but still we have some of those conformities. But it's a lot easier back then to identify like, oh, this person must love, you know, goth music. This person must love this. And people would identify themselves through their clothing and their look. And so I was like, well, she's, maybe she's going to come out in this show, you know, and obviously she ends up saying, yep, I'm gay and all of that. But we don't have to rehash that. My point is, I think that 
yeah, you can play different roles and it shouldn't be restricted to what you look like. I'm a very short person, for example. Would they give me a role as a tall person? I could never have this tall person role. Like that's the whole thing about make believe and the magic of movie making. You know, you, we can't really just expect everyone to just play exactly who they are. I have no problem if a black person plays a white role and vice versa or any color or ethnicity. It really depends unless it's specifically about that for the movie. Like if it's a movie about, let's say, Selma, what if all the people in Selma had been white instead of black? You'd be, you know, they're, you know, they're trying to, or 12 years a slave, right? This white person sold into slavery. We know enough historically that we, it would be confusing, right? We'd be like, what? This white person is a slave at this time down south? Like, what happened? Like, so I think that we're getting a little out of hand and they are actors. But yes, we definitely, well, specifically Hollywood needs to open up and give more people opportunities. And every time they do, they're so shocked at how successful they are. Like, you know, look at someone like Melissa McCarthy. You would have thought years ago, forget it, just because she's not your typical weight or whatever. But here she is in all these starring roles, and she's killing it. And every time they break the mold, people love it. They're starved for it. The world looks very different from what Hollywood is always presenting. So yes, they do need to do a better job and be more inclusive. But that doesn't mean whoever they include suddenly has to play the role of who they are in real life. That makes no sense to me. So I think that... Sia's fine, and I don't know who it was, this person that she asked who she thought she would be cruel, but she made a decision of what would best represent the story and serve her community in that movie. So I haven't seen the movie, nobody's seen the movie, so I say let's all just calm down a bit, let's see the movie. I don't think it has to necessarily be someone autistic, especially if it's about a movie about being positive and sensitive toward this and, you know, educating people. So I think that's really great. So we'll see how that keeps going, but... She is responding, she is interacting with people, so who knows. And then I saw that Nancy Grace has coming, she's working on a new show that's going to be coming up called Bloodline Detectives, where she's going to track cold cases through DNA. And she has her current show, which is Injustice, which I'm behind on. I've seen a couple episodes. Now, I know she's very polarizing, love or hate. Uh, that's Nancy, you know, but I find her highly entertaining. And I also think it's really funny how just like on RuPaul's Drag Race, anytime someone tries to do Nancy Grace, they just can't get her right. And she's such an iconic type of character. Everybody knows who she is. Even if you're not a fan, you, you know who Nancy Grace is. But you know, I didn't realize, you know, how she came into being Nancy Grace, the Nancy Grace that we all know and most of us love. But basically, she was going to be like a Shakespearean teacher. She was going to study that. But then her fiance was killed. And she just, whoa, right went into justice. She went right into justice mode. She switched. She said, that's it. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people who have to, you know, live without resolution. Can you imagine your killer's never caught and things like that? Or they don't get the right sentence. And you have to live with that. So, she had to work through her own issues, and she pursued a path that obviously was very beneficial to her. A lot of people give her a lot of crap, but you know what she said? She said, you know what? I didn't enter this business to be crowned Miss Congeniality, so that's okay. She's living her best life. She's happily married. She's got kids, and I'm excited to see her new series, and I just don't understand like why she's so polarizing. I guess she does make some judgment, but it's like she says, I have eyes. I can see. Like, for example, she used, sorry, there was a big interview with her in the Daily Beast where she was talking about they were asking her do you regret this they were trying to push her into that she's like no I'm always on the side looking for justice like for example even with the George Floyd thing yeah fine they haven't been tried in court yet but my I have eyes that video tells me that they're guilty you know she thinks that they all should have been prosecuted for the same and she's right because in the law if 
And she, she articulates this really well. In the law, if you go to rob a bank, you're not intending to kill anyone, and you have your two friends robbing this bank, and then one of your friends shoots someone, you're all guilty of that murder. That's how that works. So obviously, they're police officers, so they all know that. So it should be all of them being charged. And yeah, she's saying this before they've been proven guilty, if you will, but she's like, we don't need that proof. We've all seen the proof. It is what it is. So... I don't think it's wrong for her to come out strong out the gate. Obviously, everyone felt that way, or we wouldn't have had all these marches. And that's how she looks at things. Like, obviously, maybe she's well known for the Scott Peterson case. But hey, she has eyes, she has ears, and she has that legal background. She's not talking out of her ass is what I'm saying. I'm definitely excited for her next show. And I'm going to try to catch up on Injustice. And with that, I do have to take a quick commercial break from our sponsors. Are you holding something in? Is it something deep inside that you're worried about coming out? Are you worried it will be embarrassing or leave a bad impression? Are you worried you will be blamed? It's only human, so don't beat yourself up and let that fart out. Don't be so full of hot air. It's healthy to express yourself. So go ahead and be relieved of all that pressure. Live your best life. And I'm back. Sorry, guys, for the fart joke. I just had to do it. (laughs) You know, it's something we all do every day. Why not? And so I wanted to also talk about, I saw that they put, you know, a new statue up in London of Mary Wollstonecraft, a feminist, and it caused a big stir because she was naked. Now, as you guys know, people have been tearing down a lot of different statues that, you know, in history are very problematic. And but what should come up in their place? And the whole thing with statues is I find very interesting because, you know, I was raised really religious and you're not allowed to have anything, any kind of idol or image like that. It's seen as idolatry, like from the pagan practices. (laughs) But you know, I always found art and parks and stuff so beautiful. I do like seeing like, especially with the horses. I don't know why they always seem so majestic, maybe because I like animals. And I didn't really know who was sitting on those horses or who was standing in the square. I'm just thinking what a beautiful statue. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of artistry that went into it. So people are like, well, what are we going to put up? I think art. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a statue. Sometimes you see crazy installations. But if they're going to be a statue, like the issue with this Mary one is, why did she have to be naked? You know, when are we going to see the naked men statues? We don't. We absolutely don't. I mean, there's the David, you know, but that's about it. Women are always being depicted as naked. And she was predicted like almost like in this like perfect way. And that's not what she looked like in real life. You know, the artist said, because art, you know, can be interpreted in many different ways. She said, I wanted to show her like the essence of woman. Well, then why don't you show her as middle age? Maybe she's had a couple kids, you know, why don't we get that? And at the same time, I'm put up one of these men and same thing you know they're always super flattering to these men and then the women need to be like sexual objects that makes no sense I'm all for it I don't think we should necessarily put up like movie stars or anything because I I think we run that risk but someone like Dolly Parton I wouldn't be against you know (laughs) not only did she partly fund the vaccine but she is such a generous spirit I think it's because she grew up so poor her book program like when you're born she sends out uh she gets a hold of your name she sends out a new book once a month till you're five to so many kids all over. She has sent out over 130 million different books. So maybe something like that, if they've done something to further society, and I know there'll be debates about, well, what further society? Well, when people are giving back or showing some kindness, but also art, more animals. I don't think people can really complain with animals. You know, if it's a park and it's a dog park, put some beautiful dogs at a fountain or begging for a treat. 
I, I don't know. I think it's very, very hotly contested about who deserves to get a statue. I don't think it necessarily needs to be like, okay, well, we got to get rid of all these men, so we're going to put women. I think we got to look at it a little bit differently. And who do we want to inspire and who's moving humanity forward if we're going to do people? But what about like a lovely ballerina, ballet scene or something like that? I was thinking of Degas and all those statues. And I, I love Rodin's thinker. You know, maybe we get a lady thinker sitting next to him. There you go. So I don't know. It's always been an issue. It doesn't have to be conquerors or anything like that. But beautiful art is always appreciated. And I don't think they're going to have problems finding out where or who they should put which statues. And you see that even on Wall Street with the bulls, right? Those are animals. No one has a problem with that. The bull and the bear. And then they put that little girl. But that turned out to be just the whole corporate thing. I don't want to see celebrities in the park. That's for sure. Maybe Dolly, but definitely not celebrities. And maybe not even religious figures either. But, you know, you can't stop people. They, that's what I always find weird. Like, the whole religions were against paganism and the idols. And then there's like a million statues of Jesus everywhere and other deities. It just seems a little strange. Well, mostly Jesus, to be honest. But I thought that was sort of against things. But hey, exceptions are to be made. So we'll see how people go with that. And I did want to recommend a really good comedy special that Bruno found on Amazon Prime. You know, it's Jade Adams, and I just thought, oh my god, this is like if Ricky Gervais is a woman. Do you know what? This woman is it. She gets it all. She has working class roots. She's an observant girl, definitely, with a bit of coin. What's not to love? Her special is called Serious Black Jumper, and what I love is she's also on the cusp. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm sort of a millennial. I'm on the cusp. <laughs> she's no holds barred. She's hilarious. Definitely check her out. It's called Serious Black Jumper. She's wearing one, I think, in the picture for it. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's hilarious. Well, guys, it's been great catching up. Still super busy, you know, trying to write that screenplay. We'll see how that goes. And I'm also working, so hopefully I can do another episode next week. But if not, guys, I'll be back in two weeks. So if you guys like what you hear, don't forget to check us out weekly on iTunes or on your preferred platform. Please give us a rating and subscribe to the show. Give us the stars you think we deserve. You can check out our website at allkindspodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at allkindsweekly or on Instagram at allkindspodcast. I look forward to hearing from you and maybe I can discuss it on our next show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>